definitely not the starters. You're on the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. What up, everybody? Good morning here on 100.7 The Score. We're in the first United Bank Studios for a Wednesday edition of the program. Got Lady Raider basketball tonight. Got our first ever uh, Red Raider basketball with Grant McCaslin coming up tomorrow night at Rudy's. And then uh, we'll jump on a plane Friday and go down and try to beat the brakes off the Longhorns on Saturday. In Austin, I am Jeff Haxton, David Collier with me this morning, and Lucas White across the way, your EOB lineup for the foreseeable future, which is today. Day by day. Day by day. Nothing wrong with that. Got to get through this uh, Christmas break. The kiddos at home, man. man. It's driving me crazy. <laughs> it not, it, it's, the whole schedule's out of whack. It, it's a good... Good problem to have, but you know you want to sleep in a little bit because everybody else doesn't want to get up. Yeah, golly, the the, the thing that helped me this morning was the um, the wretched dog that never shuts up. <laughs> that you know sometimes that dog shuts up and you want to just jump in back into bed and and just you know sleep. But uh, that dog was like, I'm out of here. So uh, that dog got me going today. Um, it is crazy though because we live over by Upland Heights. Mm-hmm. And that place is like Mad Max territory when school is in session. Yeah, I can't. I can't imagine driving over there on that. It's not big enough for to have a school right there. Well, it's not, and it's the the infrastructure is not close to being able to handle. It's very dangerous, and there's just it's again. You feel like you need um in in the Mad Max movies, they all have some kind of adornment to their vehicles that mm-hmm. can, you know, shove other vehicles out right. of the way, blow other cars up. You know, I'd like to have one of those guys that has the guitar and he's swinging <laughs> on the pole. And, yeah. you know, that, that would be nice to lead me through the uh, hell that is that landscape on a, on a school day. If no school's in, it is a desert. It is just completely empty. <laughs> When I saw a tumbleweed bouncing across today, I was like, there's nobody. I mean, it is like nothing. But, man, you open those doors and buckle up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad I don't have to make that trip over Is it there. because it's, nobody rides the bus anymore? And yeah, every- nobody does. I mean, I, I'm guilty of it as well. Neither one of I'm, my children have, uh, have ever sat on a bus unless they went on a field trip somewhere. My oldest did for quite a while. Which was nice, but yeah, I, I guess it's us spoiling our kids. I don't know. Yeah, it might be. A, and I didn't have to ride the bus because mom was a elementary teacher. No, that well, yeah, but that that makes sense. Man, that would be a strict uh, parent. Sorry, sorry, bud, you're waiting for the bus. I'll see you at school. Don't even don't even look me in the Apparently, eye. Apparently, <laughs> my uh, first sort of curse word was when I was five or six. And they were talking about possibly having to put me on the bus. And I apparently told my mother, I don't want to ride no damn school bus <laughs> at age five or six. How far do you think that got me? Yeah, I would have put you right on the school bus, I think. I think right in the sink with yeah, the uh, yeah. soap. You ever have your mouth washed out with soap? No, not that I remember, thankfully. Well, that's good. I've had other stuff, though. I, did, I mean, you know, I, I was a little bit, I lived on a farm with a very strict grandfather. 
big old razor strap hanging by the uh, dinner table. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Grand grandparents would uh, tell you to go get a switch off the tree type thing if you. I was a pretty decent kid. It didn't take much for me to you know understand. I didn't need that uh, that type of stuff. Well, I've told this story before, but uh, my mother, she had her own paddle. And I think it's, I'm pretty sure its name was Matilda. And no holes in it, but it's enough to scare the living mm-hmm. everything out of you. It was just intimidating just being on the wall or on the desk. And when I got in trouble in Miss Reed's music class in sixth grade for throwing erasers across the room, she she was an older lady and she snatched me up by my elbow and she didn't take the time to want me yeah she just went right across the hallway and said judy miss haxton here he is and she want me in the hallway how different is that to think about now and there's no way that anybody would be giving anybody swats. There would be no paddles. And it's not like it. you and I are 65 years old. No. This is, we're, we're middle-aged dudes. Um, so, in other words, I mean, you know, and I hear those stories about my dad play in, the, in the football practices. Well, they wouldn't let him have water. water. Yeah. Um, was that Schnellenberger that wouldn't let him have water, too? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think oh, he did do gosh. that early on. Guys on like Hall of Fames and stuff, and he wouldn't let the yeah well, only players have any water. They did that group maybe didn't deserve it. Oh, well, that sounds horrible, but being a little Golly. facetious there. Yeah, uh, we got off the the rails pretty quick there, didn't we? Back down memory lane. How many swatch did you get as a as a youngster? Because I only got two my uh, entire uh, elementary school day. Oh, you mean like trips through? Yeah, yeah. Mine was one trip, and I only usually they just gave you one, but when she when she reared back and hit me. It wasn't that hard, and I was a little guy, and I kind of chuckled. Oh, yeah! So that gave me <laughs> that gave me a second one, but uh, never yeah, went back there. You just held your tongue. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I'm I'm a smart aleck. But my my dad would tell me stories about um, uh, the pink panty drill. Okay. Yeah, okay. So instead of the Oklahoma drill, everybody gets in a circle, throw the panties out there. And off they go. Whoever gets them survives until you get down to the last two. And then it's a fight over those. I mean, it's just getting smacked while they're down in their (laughs) three point stances by paddles and stuff. Um, So, yeah, it's um, I think our kids in a lot of ways are coming up and living in a really weird and sometimes awful, depending on what your social media situation is time. But uh, it is also a lot better in in a lot of ways. Yeah. Oh, it's 100% better. Well, I want to say 100% better, a lot better. But I think there are times that I wouldn't mind the bus ride that I had to sit on as a kid because I lived on a farm. And, you know, there it was a lot of area in this country. If you were the first person picked up, that means you were the last person dropped off. You could be on that bus. I swear I was on that bus for an hour, maybe an hour and a half sometimes. Well, the route that Cameron has is she'll get back at 5 o'clock, and I'm like, You've been on that thing for an hour and 40 minutes? Unbelievable. We'll uh, tell you what's coming up here in just a few moments. The Yates Flooring Center chat line is open here on the end of the bench. We're going to do our tiers of 12 for Big 12 basketball, which will be uh, rather expansive and and um, probably rather inaccurate because <laughs> of 
where we're at here turning into the new year. We are starting to see conference hoops happen across the country. You had Duke and Syracuse last night. Uh, several conference games starting to pop off now as we get into the, the real deal hoops, the real deal um, fight, as Mark Adams would say. The 18-round fight is coming up. And uh, you'll be able to hear all those games on our stations. Those are our broadcasts, uh, whether it's Fink and Chuck with the women or myself and Level. Got all of it covered. Uh, by the way, Jesus Arenas is going with me to Austin. So we're going to get Jesus involved in some Big 12 hoops. That'll be the radio crew for you coming up on Saturday down in the state capitol. What you need to know coming up next. Definitely not the starters. You're on the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. End of the bench here on 100.7 The Score, 100.7thescore.com. Please do hit us up through the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, We've got Texas Tech Lady Raider basketball tonight against the Texas Longhorns. Fink and Chuck will be on at 5.30 on 107.7 ESFM and 100.7 The Score. Ball goes up in the air just around 6 o'clock. Cowboys crosstalk coming up tonight at 7 o'clock on Double T. 97-3. 97-3. Some of the winners from college basketball last night. North Carolina beat Pitt 70-57. Uh, Auburn wins. Illinois wins without Terrence Shannon, which will be interesting to follow. Late last night, Colorado State beat New Mexico. And again, the reason you bring up the Rams, or I bring up the Rams, is because they are ranked 13th in the country. Duke smashes Syracuse at Cameron Indoor, 80 80- Six to sixty-six. Baylor wins the opener of its arena against Cornell, ninety ninety-eight to seventy-nine. And UConn beats DePaul, eighty-five fifty-six. Boy, DePaul just still not there the whole way, not even close. Um, Wisconsin beats Iowa, eighty-three seventy-two, and Purdue beats Maryland, sixty-seven fifty-three. I was telling David about this story from Grambling. Grambling, when I saw this. It was on Twitter somewhere. It said, Grambling Against Bible Studies. (laughs) It had the Bible studies at a record of zero and zero. Uh, Well, turns out they're zero and one now. As uh, Grambling wins 159 to 18 over the College of Biblical Studies. That would have been a fun one to call because uh, no stress. Right, yeah. Well, you're just talking about random stuff at that point. It would probably have been more beneficial to go to Bible studies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have one, yeah, in the middle of the game. In the middle of the game, yeah. Just don't cheat on, on them. Yeah. Yeah. I would not suggest that. Uh, uh, let's see. McElroy says he was too judgmental of live defectors. And kind of issuing an apology there. Um. Yeah, I, I would if I were Rory, I'd be a little ticked off with how all everything's gone down. Him standing up hard for the PGA, and then everything kind of yeah. melting together, egg in his face. And uh-huh. what sucks about it for him is he was, people forget he's not the only one. Tiger was right there along with him. Unfortunately, Tiger's not full time, so Rory took the brunt of the punishment. And obviously, not being from here and not being Tiger Woods, he's not as Teflon. No, exactly, and Tiger can do whatever he wants, yeah. and he's 
obviously untouchable, I think. Um, we're lucky still he's still around after that vehicle yes. crash. Oh, my gosh. Uh, in a video distributed Tuesday, the NFL reminded its teams that players bear the burden of ensuring they have properly reported as eligible receivers. This is in response to the chaotic finish with the Dallas Cowboys and the Cowboys' 20-19 victory over the Lions. Players who wear numbers 50 through 79 or 90 through 99 must report to the referee in order to be eligible to receive a pass. Taylor Decker wears 68, approached the referee Brad Allen to report as eligible, but there were three other dudes in the vicinity. Kind of hard to keep track of that. Those are your headlines as we get you through the middle of the week and over the hump. If you were in a on a football team, what would your number be? You know, my my uncle told me, and he was a very tall, skinny individual. Uh, he always told me the little littler you are, the bigger number you wear. And I was a wide receiver, so I always I would never get the option. But he told me eighty eight was the number you had to go with. That is spooky. Why? Because I played two years of football. Sixth grade, 7th grade, 88. 88. I think uh, I, I was one of those kids that didn't have the option, if you know what I'm saying. You got what you got. Uh, and I think I've said this on the uh, uh, previous iteration of the show. But um, I lasted two years as well. Walked off of a football practice after some of my uh, friends annoyed me. Just, just left. Um, finished my career in the middle of a practice. But I wore number 12, and I got one of the uh, old punter helmets, you know. That, hey, here's the one-bar thing. Is this out in Choctaw here? Uh, uh, well, Nakoma Park. Okay. I, was, I was a junior high football star, made it into the newspaper, sliding down the leg of a guy that ended up playing junior college basketball. Um, and that was that was my claim to fame. Number 12, uh, I didn't even have my name. It was like the Nakoma Park defender uh, <laughs> makes a diving attempt. Makes it. Makes a strong effort. Yeah, I was sliding down this guy's leg, and my mom put that stupid picture on our refrigerator, and it stayed there like through high school. And I'm like, Mom, I'm, I look like an idiot on this picture. Please take it down. So I got 12. 88 would have been ideal, though. Not just because of you know some pretty good wide receivers wearing that, but just, <clears throat> just so yeah. I looked a little bigger. Yeah, I uh, very brief uh, football career because we moved to the northern part of the state and went to Little Ripley, it did not have football. So we played fall and spring baseball. Yeah. Baseball, basketball, baseball every year. Now, I remember they got new uniforms before my junior year, and I was still way down the depth chart when it came on to, to the hoops. I really only played when I was a senior. Yeah, But I played a ton. I started every game when I was a senior. Um, they, they didn't ask me what number I wanted. They asked it everybody else. So I got 40. <laughs> 40, 40, yeah. 40 just looks gross. Yeah, it does. Now, baseball, 24, that's that's the number. That's my most favorite number on earth. And again, I didn't really have an option. I was 12 in baseball as well, my senior year on varsity. The The funny thing is, is I don't know, Choctaw didn't really have uh, uh, the funds to have uniforms, or at least that's what our baseball coach, I mean, we only had a certain number of uniforms, so that many people made the varsity. Here's a big time switch on you. Um, whatever happened with the gunfire early on in the in the football season and everybody hitting the deck at Choctaw? I don't. I, I haven't followed up on it. I think everything 
I, I don't think anybody was severely hurt. and I don't, I don't think, think anybody was hurt, period. Right? Yeah. I, well, I think maybe somebody was taken to the... I might be... But, yeah, I don't think anything big came of it. That was... Talk about... That that didn't happen back when... Well, I, not at a football game. There There's probably some nefarious uh, kids running around everywhere, but that didn't... It kind of shocked me just considering... I, and I'll say this. I don't drive by the high school whenever I go back home. So I haven't seen how much it's grown up and everything like that. But we were a little tiny 6A school. Yeah. You, you say tiny 6A, but we weren't huge. Yeah. We were the littlest one, I think, in the state at one point. And rural. Yeah. In comparison. In comparison, yeah. Which, which is kind of funny you say that. It, rural, uh, in, close to there is Carl Albert, which a lot of people here will remember uh, Rabbit, for one. Trey Porter, who used to play defensive back here at Texas Tech. Cam uh, Warren. Yeah. I mean, there's a plenty of people that went to Carl Albert, and it's just right down the road. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you can you can drive for a while. It takes 20 minutes, I guess, to get to, you know, anywhere fun <laughs> is the best way to put it. It takes a while to get to Edmond in those areas. But, yeah, small school, and that was, that was kind of shocking that, that that happened there. Of course, it could be completely different than what I mean because it is now one of the better six A football teams in the state. So clearly, they're getting athletes there, yeah. and more people are moving there. Yeah. It's gotten a lot bigger, I would assume. But we were a little piddly six A team that all the uh, athletes wanted to transfer from whenever I was in school. Well, it, that press box on the opposite side. Okay, so that mm-hmm. video was taken from the west side press box. Okay. At that football field, there's a, like a, it's almost like a, a deer stand almost. It was that little, little tiny building straight across on the east side. Yeah. That's where I've done my broadcasts from. They've stuck me over there on top of that thing mm-hmm. outside. So I'm trying to, rem- whenever I went to school there, the home side, like you look straight ahead, was the basketball gym. Now, the basketball gym, I thought it was a great venue. I mean, it was kind of weird. It was, no ends, two sides, very high up. Uh, but the football stadium, you know, left a lot <laughs> to be desired. I'll just put it that way. But there was no reason to have a good football stadium when we were in school there. All right, Oklahoma Hatred yep, on the sweet. chat line. Go. Oklahoma Flashbacks, let's move on. Sorry. Oklahoma is the new Kansas. That's from Bobby Hot Dogs. Yeah. Uh, change the channel. That's all I got to tell you. Just change it. <laughs> Sounds like Collier was a huge Tom Brady fan or Jordan in that one game where the janitor stole his jersey. Uh, hearing y'all talk about the old times makes it sound like y'all played football with these concussion savers. Yeah, the leather helmet, bullfighter. Thank you very much. Never strapped one of those on. Uh, well, Hacks, be thankful for the hour and a half bus ride because when they turn 16 and have a car and it's 8 p.m. or later getting home from school. Yeah, I understand that too. Uh, what's up, Collier? Have you pretended to be stuck in any elevators to avoid work recently? No. I've been stuck in another elevator since then during a friendship football broadcast last year at a local stadium, and I will not name that stadium. Yeah. But it wasn't I stuck in the but it wasn't Bahamas. I got had, had to do some elevator operation there in the Bahamas. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score.
Yeah, it's a Wednesday here from the First United Bank Studios. Axe Collier and Lucas edition of the program. Thrilled that you are with us. Lady Raider basketball coming up tonight. Don't forget about it. Six o'clock, USA, Texas in town. Take it to the Longhorns, please. Uh, Lady Raider hoops on the air at 530 on both 107.7 Yes FM and 100.7 Z score. So you can hear our broadcast with Fink and Chuck right there. And we'll be taking you up until noon and handing you off to the bottom line. So coming up here in just a few seconds, our Tears of 12 will be coming up. And then we'll have uh, highs and lows, burning questions. Ask the bench warmers coming up at 1145. Get your questions in to the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Let's not waste any time, Lucas. <laughs> All right, your second day on the EOB. You get to kick us off. Congratulations. No, thanks a lot. So mm-hmm. I just go through the whole thing? I'm, I'm, yes, yeah, so whatever you want to do, man. This is, um, this is a free space. Yeah, this is this was a very difficult task. I'm just going to say, you know, for a guy that couldn't even remember his charger yesterday for his computer, uh, this was a little bit more high-level type stuff. So I'm going to... I'm going to attempt to do it kind of barstool style instead of uh not, you know what I'm saying? You know how they have their tiers like that. Uh, so we've got the uh, Big 12 title front runners with former Red Raiders on the team. Okay. That would be obviously the the uh, Houston Cougars and the Kansas Jayhawks. I think 1A, 1B with those two. And and you need to clarify that it's not Kyler Edwards. Kyler Edwards is long gone with his eligibility. It's Malik Wilson yeah, who is on that team for Houston now. Um, defensive specialist and a good kid. A good kid, yeah. N- obviously not a, a key contributor to their offense or anything like that, but a well, guy that plays. He's not like McCuller. Good grief. Yeah, my goodness. That's If you look around, the, not to derail this, but the roster of guys that are on good basketball teams around the country. Uh, that came through here? That came through here. Oh, Just man. absolutely ridiculous. Unbelievable. Florida Atlanta. Vlad. And, yeah. Uh, so those two, I think, 1A, 1B. I could be convinced of other teams like obviously Baylor, just given the fact of the history and the coaching staff and the ability to get some of the best young talent in there every single year. Um, but there, there's and old talent and old talent. Yeah. It, well, that's the way it works now. Uh, I think everybody, not everybody else, but there is a big group that I just don't know what to do with. I think these guys are a little bit higher. Baylor, Texas, Iowa state, maybe in the next tier together, that group. And then it's, I guess Kansas State, they have three losses, but they're not like, it, it, it's not cream puffs, you know. They're all Power 5 schools that they've lost to, right? I mean, I would put uh, Iowa State, or I'm sorry, Kansas State, Texas Tech, and I guess TCU in the same group. After that, I... The uh, the 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 two teams that just baffle me right now are Oklahoma and BYU. I don't know what what they are, and I I refuse to believe it until I see them play Big Twelve games because the only real game I think Oklahoma played, they lost. I mean, North they, Carolina, yeah, North Carolina, which they they that was one of the games I briefly watched, and when I did, they didn't look good. And to their credit, they hung in, and I mean. It was, you know, it was a game that was in reach for them, I thought, but they just didn't look good against the best team they had played, in my opinion, all year. And then BYU, again, it's another team. I think they were picked to finish 13th in the conference. 
and they're 12 and 1. There's two 12 and 1. And one the teams. computers love them. Yeah. The net they're loves set, them. I was about to say, they're two in the net, right? With Houston 1 right now? So, I think so. I haven't checked it in, in a little bit, but yeah, they're, but the computers love Houston and BYU. Yeah, so that that's in my show me more once uh, once they tip it off in Big 12 play. The uh, thank goodness I'm not West Virginia group would be 11, 12, and 13, Oklahoma State, Cincinnati, and UCF. And then the uh, final tier is the Neil Brown disrespect tier, West Virginia. They deserve the disrespect. They've been awful. I'd be surprised. I'm I'm surprised they haven't just gone to James Dickey as a head coach at this point as a special advisor with that ball club right now. Yeah, I, I had no idea he was up there until I was watching them play Ohio State, I think. And I was like, that's James Dickey. Yeah. In navy blue and yellow. <laughs> D- didn't look right. Yeah, so I don't know if I did that right, but that's that's why you're the new guy, right? Well, yeah, you'll you'll figure, you'll figure it out. Oh, that's why I'm going to listen to you now. I listen to this stuff a lot of the times, but obviously not close enough. I will say that before I give you my tears, um, <laughs> the fun, fun, fun time is about to end. Listen to this. I'm just going to go down all the way to the bottom. There's only one team in the league that is not currently on a win streak. Houston's one third. These are all in a row mm-hmm. consecutive. Houston 13, BYU 4, Kansas 8, Oklahoma 2, Baylor 2, Cincinnati 3, Iowa State 6, TCU 2, Texas 5, Texas Tech 6, K-State 2, UCF 3, and Oklahoma State, even as bad as they have been, has won four straight. So the fun times for a lot of these teams are about to come crashing to a halt. Not not many teams are going to have winning streaks of... uh three or more moving no, forward. Not when you start uh, squaring off with each other. All right, my um, going to miss the tournament tier. We'll start from the bottom. Is West Virginia 14, Oklahoma State 13, UCF 12, Cincinnati 11, K-State 10. Cats are not going to make the tournament, in my opinion. And I'm going to be really interested to watch there because I know Jerome Tang as... Bible-following Christian man he is is still just livid with the president over the Naquan Tomlin situation. There's a lot behind the scenes going on there that we don't necessarily know a ton about. That could get rocky real fast, especially if the season doesn't go the way they want it to. Mm -hmm. Everybody now, from here up, is going to the NCAA tournament. 9 TCU, Texas Tech 8, BYU 7, jump to the next tour, tier, OU 6, Iowa State 5, Texas 4, championship fight 4 tier, Baylor 3, Houston 2, Kansas 1. So 9 teams? 9 teams going to the tournament? I can buy that. That's what yeah. I got. I think I... I think just knowing the history of Bill Self and uh, Kelvin Sampson, I think uh, Kansas has the edge there. I mean, Kelvin never had Bill's number, ever. Not many people have, right? Nobody ever has. Yeah, exactly. Period. But if there's a guy, I mean, and Kelvin obviously has a good roster together. He knows what to do in the Big 12. That's why I'm so confident about him. Where Bill Self has struggled the most 
is against his alma mater, against usually mm-hmm. middle-of-the-road teams. But something about Kansas playing at Oklahoma State, they have not done well there. It's just like he, he doesn't want to beat him. It's kind of like Lon Kruger against Kansas State whenever he was at Oklahoma. He could beat everybody in the Big I love Club Lon Kansas State. so much. And that's that drove me crazy having a guy at OU that I liked. Um, and I'll tell you this too: for I may have to save it for the after the highs and lows. But you know, with coaching, there are so many ways to get it done. And you can have this kind of personality and this kind of person. Lon proved you could be a nice guy and get it done. Playing time is not required. This is the End of the Bench Podcast from 100.7 The Score. You're on the chopping block, uh, Chance. You're uh, losing your job today in college football. We welcome you back to the End of the Bench. Brian Kelly down at LSU has just sent four assistants packing. We've seen the defensive coordinator, Gene Chizik, be fired from North Carolina earlier today. But Madhouse, Kerry Cooks, Robert Steeples, and Jimmy Lindsay have all been handed their papers. So it's kind of like end of the year, turn the corner, new radio shows. <laughs> and uh, you're, if you're an assistant that hasn't quite cut it, you're gone. Could you go back through the Kerry Cooks yeah. uh, resume? Well, there's, there's, a, there's quite a few stops, but we'll... Uh... He actually uh, was at Notre Dame before he went to Oklahoma. He was at Oklahoma for uh, four years, I think, before coming to Texas Tech. Spent one season here in 2019 as a safeties coach, and then went back to Notre Dame. So that's Wells, right? Yeah. Yeah, Wells. Um, then he joined. Uh, so he might be going to uh, Manhattan now. Who knows? Yeah, that's true. He's That would make sense. He started as a graduate assistant there in 2003, so that might uh, – might be a good landing spot for him. But, yeah, followed Brian Kelly from Notre Dame to LSU, and that defense was not good, though. Not not that good. Also, this is what's really important. History has been made. A 13-year-old kid became the first person to ever beat Tetris. <laughs> I just saw that. I was going to bring that up. I didn't, I didn't even know you could beat Tetris. I didn't know you could beat it either. I had no clue. I just thought it went on forever until... I didn't. I, I couldn't make it that far in Tetris. Do you anyway. know what it uh, what it's called when you've reached the end of a video game? Mm-mm. Kill screen. Because the game runs out of its bandwidth, I guess. Runs out of its ability to process any further, and so it just goes dark. That's what happens to Donkey Kong too. You can kill Donkey Kong with a, a kill screen. What was the? There's another uh, another game uh, where you would like swing on a vine. What was that called? Um, pitfall pitfall <laughs> somebody beat pitfall <laughs> last pitfall. week it was a kid that beat pitfall Lucas, you ever last heard week. of pitfall i have not okay you shouldn't but i was just making sure it's it look it up i mean it it's fun <laughs> it's old old atari yeah but it's fun so pole it, position mm-hmm, pole position yeah i like actually double dribble double dribble yeah really bad basketball game with some Rumble, little animation Rumble. yeah you could not <laughs> miss from the corner mm-hmm. right so is Pitfall kind of like my generation of Temple Run? Temple? Yeah, yeah, so similar. Yeah, this would be but, like a a two D or yeah, yeah, yeah it's very yeah. There's the key word, run. run. This this thing was jump on a vine like Tarzan, swing over a a a 
pond that would open and close it would get full you couldn't wasn't there a gator down there yeah there would be a gator down there yeah yeah somebody beat it i didn't know you could beat. well i guess that would make sense that you could beat that one tetris i thought went on forever and a 13 year old beats it why is he playing tetris i think that's awesome yeah you know they took it off of the smartphone they had tetris on the smartphone the branded one you could play it for free they ended it they didn't want to do it anymore so now i got to play block puzzle to try and get out of my brain <laughs> that I'm going to have a stroke at 30,000 feet on the plane. That's what I've got to do now. Block puzzle. Block puzzle. Worst name. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at that. I've, I've come to realize that uh, that if we do do the, the horse uh, stables between the two shows, mm-hmm. they have Clint. That guy is just uh, off the wall. with he, Weird stuff comes out of his mouth 90% of the time. Yeah, but I, I don't think it's going to extend to Tech Talk. But it doesn't. He isn't he. Oh, he's producing. He's producing it, and he chimes in. And he. Uh, I did find that a little bit weird yesterday. The host is now the. Not, anyway. Yeah. What? Yeah. Well. Lucas, let's do it to him. So it's time for a pop quiz. Uh, pop quiz. We're, pop quiz. we're not good. Pop quiz. We're good. Okay, my friend. We got ten schools. You got to give me their mascots, and I'm not talking about the guys that run around on the field. Okay, I'm talking about the Oklahoma Sooners, that kind of deal. Sweet, that's um, an easy one. Yeah, I'm not going to give you that one. Um, I will not give you uh, D2s or D3s or NAIs. We appreciate that. Okay, but you've got ten. You've got to get seven to win. Ten, you get a free lunch. Uh, six and below, you get disrespected the rest of the show. That's understandable. Okay. All right. And you have me as one lifeline. Yeah. One lifeline. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Let's start with Creighton. Blue Jays. DePaul. Demons. Oh, are they not the Demons? Oh, no. Dragons. Not joking. (laughs) Oh, you're half right. Uh, I'm half right. Color blue demons. I'll give it to you. Southern okay. Illinois. Uh, the Salukis. Northern Illinois. Huskies. Here we go. UTRGV. The uh, Vicaros. Jacksonville State. Oh. Gamecocks. Pacific. Tigers. Toledo. Rockets. Oh, boy. I almost said mud hens really quick there, by the way. Six, seven, eight. Wow. Harvard. The yellow Bulldogs. Harvard. Oh, my goodness. I don't, I'm not going to get this one. Uh, Lifeline. Crimson. Yeah, just Crimson. Yeah. Golly, all right. Yeah, it's he just Crimson. He got it. Yeah, it's Crimson, yeah. This is for a free lunch. How hard do I want to make it? Yeah, I would make it hard. Because I haven't, I haven't written it down yet. Furman. Paladins. God dang. Let's go. Let's go. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, Blue Demons. Blue Demons. Blue Demons. Demons. Blue I Demons. had to give you a hint, but it was your first one. Congratulations. Wow. 
Even Sneed is jealous. Wow. Blue demons. Yeah, that's a bad. That's that's bad on me. No, that's all right. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Took you through the Mac there quite a bit. Dragged you through the Mac. Um, Jacksonville State, good pull. Yeah, I think that was watching a football game this year with uh, Rich Rod. I think that saved Rich me. Rod. Yeah, Rich Rod watched had a, a couple great Jacksonville year. State games. See USA. Yeah, mm-hmm. I you watched. know who's um, an up and coming. I don't want to say powerhouse because it probably take another 20 years to get that feeling. But one place that I was always very, very interested in that I thought was awesome is James Madison. It seemed like they're spending money on a lot of stuff. The Dukes. Football, basketball, right? They're good at basketball too, yeah. They got, I think, the biggest marching band in the land, number one as far as that goes. They're wildly entertaining. Their basketball place is really old. But they're also in the top 25 in basketball. Yeah. They've made the move to FBS. Like I said, when you're climbing into this deal, it has been a lightning shot right into relevancy. And that area is just gorgeous. we got more coming up here. We'll give you some headlines coming up next here on 100.7. The score. Congrats to Collier. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7. The score. One more for us here on the end of the bench. Hacks Collier and Lucas with you here today. And uh, happy to be rolling towards noon where we'll hand you off to the bottom line. Choice, Sneeder, and Clean Scott in that producing role, I think. We'll just move around. It, uh, new Year's brought a lot of new changes. Uh, did Choice ever go 10 for 10 and get free lunch? If not, I bet he is kicking and screaming. He never did get a, a, a perfect score. So, congratulations. Thank you. I, I, you know, you you were kind of lenient on the Blue Demons, which yeah, there's no going to be no more leniency. Oh, I oh, I totally understand. It's yeah. ne- never going to be that easy. Sandbagging right uh, at the beginning for me. Uh, I need to teach you some skills. I'll be honest. Soda Popinski gave me fits, but I've beaten Mike Tyson several times. No cheats. Played that game for hours on end as a kid. I have a signed Mike Tyson punch-out poster. That's from El Jefe. What does an El Jefe have signed? Uh, uh, good question. Um, he's got a lot. A lot of signed stuff. Uh, bench sitters. How long until the fruits of Joey's top 25 classes are realized? Well, I think offensively, I think it'll be pretty quick next year. <laughs> With Micah Hudson, I know that's you're you're might be asking too much for him, but he's going to play right away. There's a reason all these guys transferred, right? I mean, they saw the writing on the wall. They just um, they weren't good enough. Yeah, and I think some of these things, like he seemed really excited about a couple of the offensive linemen, and as is always the case with every head coach, that's not going to be a year one thing. Those guys are coming in in the spring, a handful of them just to put weight on and get ready for two years down the line. But I think at an impact position for what Zach Kitley wants to do offensively, I think you're going to see uh, that, that signing class pay dividends in some way pretty quick right off the bat. It's it's unfair, but, I mean, he's going to get the Crabtree treatment, right? Even though Crabtree did – didn't he redshirt his first year? Um, he's going to get the Crabtree treatment. Did he? 
You know, I just I, remember this I, guy. I don't remember. I just remember that right off the bat, SMU. I mean, how ridiculous it was, and I don't. I don't expect him to do that, but that's what a lot of people think he's going to do. I just remember him exploding on the scene, going, "Oh my gosh, who is this guy? Who's this guy? He's what? He's what now? He's a freshman. You got to deal with this cat." And um, I'm not sure. I'm sure the chat line will know, but I, I didn't think he did redshirt. But I, I, I didn't. I didn't. You know, to be honest, I didn't think he did either. But I just remember recently somebody saying something, and I think it was in regards to comparing him to Micah Hudson, mm-hmm. um, that maybe he had great issues and couldn't play the. I, I it's sad. I don't remember back that far because of what. But it was what twenty. That would have been. Six, I guess. Oh, six. So been a while. It's been a little bit. Uh, I wanted to run a few uh, just uh, bullet points here before we get out. The number one offensive rated Big Twelve player, according to Ken Pomeroy, is Kerwin Walton. Wow. Offensive rating of one sixty-two point four. The next highest rated player is one thirty-nine point seven. One sixty-two for Kerwin. 139 next. For the next one in the Big 12. Dude is shooting threes yeah. at a 56% clip. Something like that. Living in that corner. Also, yeah, living in the corner and also starting to put it on the deck if he needs to. Yeah. And the the shot fake step left. I just love it. I mean, when I see the shot fake step, I'm like, it's going in. He's got the potential to be one of the biggest stories, I think, in my eight years. Because from quiet, in the corner, don't want to be here, I'm the most miserable person on the travel party, which that's usually me. (laughs) Kerwin was, I don't know if he was, but he looked it. He looked it. Well, he doesn't look, he doesn't show much emotion ever. I saw him smile the other day. There's yeah. not much to him. But, yeah, you admit, I mean, hitting the corner in the three there was in the first half, you know, he's living in that corner. He sneaks behind everybody in the back door cut, nice easy layup. He's he's gone to the basket a couple of times, and it's, uh, you know, it's a different part of the game that we haven't seen from him other than living at the three-point line. Mattress Mack also lost a million dollars. He bet on Texas to beat Washington. That's tough. And I wanted to run this by you. The most read Tulsa World story of 2023 was the article on Casa Bonita and its return. Do you remember Casa Bonita? I do not. No, no really? No. Was it, is it a Tulsa thing? No, it was Oklahoma City. It was on Northwest Expressway. No. No, it was on um, the road to Bethany. Yeah, 39th. Yeah, but I... Something like that. That's the wrong side of town for me. That's true. Opposite yeah. side of town. Yeah. Anyway, they had one in Denver... One in Oklahoma City, one in Tulsa. The one in Denver had the cliff divers. I mean, South Park did a parody on it. Yes, nope. Dang, I, I thought know, I could right? get something out of you there. Nope, my bad. Uh, sorry, I, I just thought the ISU one was the COVID game, which was why Clarence Nadolny started in 21. If you could get a chocolate fountain, but with your favorite dipping sauce for your chicken tenders, what would it be? Hmm. It'd probably be some kind of uh it's got to be spicy, some kind of Asian zing. I, I don't want to say Caribbean jerk, but something along those lines. 
I go back and forth though. I gotta have the yin of the yang. I love lemon pepper. I like teriyaki, but it's almost like that's the dessert chicken tender. I eat all the other ones and then get the teriyaki. <laughs> Mine would be um That'd be a mess too, a sticky mess teriyaki. Um just regular buffalo. That's kind of my go to now. I used to burn my face off with everything Everything that I get. Now it's geared way down. It's it's come way down. So I'll get one that's got a little kick and one that's a sweet barbecue to go with that. Bench warmers, could the both of you fellers cheer for the other's team all next year in football if it guarantees that in the college football championship they play against each other, SEC versus Big 12? 100%. Sign me up for that with the schedule that they have next year. Absolutely. You know why? Because you're not winning two in a row. You're not winning two in a row. (laughs) Sign me up. Are you signing up? Nope. Oh, come on. You'd be in the college football playoff. Don't care. I don't want to see that paper clip anywhere near anything for the rest of time. I'd be got the last one. Let's just leave it there. <laughs> nope. Sign me up for that one. Sign me up. He says, uh, call your, what's your favorite sports place you've traveled to? Hmm. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Madison square garden. I know that's an easy one, but that game against Duke special making that trip up there and i was only there for two days but i got to do a little sightseeing never been to new york city uh grabbed a couple of slices of pizza in the rain after the game but just ever i was one of the few people that actually went to shoot the basketball game on this so i had like prime seating i was right by the bench i was on the court when uh i can't even think of his name now zion zion yeah zion kind of bumped into me whenever they were doing the lineups and just watching them warm up and realizing how much and sitting there watching a basketball game on that floor and that and was prime it. time hype 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 I mean his hype was at its highest yeah at that point now it would grow a little bit more and it blew the shoe out and everything but he was like just kind of a basketball god at that point yeah so that just being in that venue that basketball game I know they didn't win it was still an exciting game coach K listening to coach K talk about Texas Tech the way he did. I know he does that for everybody, but still. Uh, watching a basketball game there was something I never thought I would do, so that was pretty awesome. Um, Boy, we're running out of time. we yeah. got to go, got to go, got to go. What's uh, the next Tech sports team to win a Big 12 championship? I got that answer for you. It's Texas Tech baseball. Baseball, yeah. Easy one. Um, what will Saturday teach us about Texas Tech basketball? Um, can you physically compete with big other Big 12 teams? This one being in the top 20, can you handle yourself on the road? We saw it at Butler. This will be a, a similar uh, road crowd. That'll it'll be tough, but can you physically bang and hang in the Big 12 with a team on the road? I think you can do it at home because that extra adrenaline juice that you get from that home crowd, I think you can do it with everybody at home. But can you do it on the road when everybody's pulling against you? Yep. I agree. It's getting rebounds. 
playing physical basketball. We have run out of time. Thank you so much for listening today. We'll be back tomorrow. Bottom line is coming up next. This has been the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 107thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.